Hello and welcome to the Sexy Aging Podcast. I'm Tracy Minoknuku, your host. This podcast is part of a suite of tools and resources to help midlifers navigate the challenges that come with health and wellness. Many of the resources have a focus on the menopause transition and the challenges with gaining credible information and support. If you check out www.sexyaging.com and subscribe, you'll be informed of new podcast episodes, new blog posts, and details of my book, My Menopause Memoir. But now, it's time to tune in for today's special guest. And today's guest on the Sexy Aging Podcast is Marissa Perry. Marissa has been in the health and wellness industry since 2008. She became an expert in health and wellness because she understands how good nourishing your body with quality food and feeling fit and strong feels. Marissa is a certified American Council of Exercise PT and medical exercise specialist, holistic nutritionist from the School of Natural Health Science, and a nutrition and wellness consultant with the American Fitness Professionals and Associates. She's also the co-founder of Nourish Me, a healthy food delivery business. Hey. So wild. Okay, so um, this is a very heartfelt podcast episode for me because I am interviewing a very dear friend from Malaysia and one of the lovely wonderful woman that I left in Malaysia <laughs> welcome to the podcast Marissa Perry welcome to sexy aging thank you so much I'm really excited to be here but for some reason I have butterflies in my stomach <laughs> <laughs> a few people say that but you know we're just going to have this chat about something that we're both deeply passionate about and I think it's the process of aging the best that we can and freaking good food right <laughs> yes definitely that's key Cool. Um, I just want to give an overview of um, how I know Marissa for the podcast listeners. So we've known each other maybe um, five or six years and through predominantly through the fitness industry. So we were teaching classes together um, and our children kind of grew up together. Marissa is a partner in a business with her husband. It's a couple wear a studio. So it's really fantastic if you're into Brazilian martial arts. And the other thing is, um, actually, Marissa's a bit of a hustler. She's got a few things going on. Um, she also has a an online and delivery um, healthy food business. I'll let her talk about that, give you the details. And we also did workouts together on an app called Theo. <laughs> yes. Which is oh still God. going, right? And you're it still doing still that. Going. That's yes. awesome. Good to hear. So, Marissa, tell us about... Lisa, if we just go back a little bit, tell us like, sort of how did you get into the fitness industry and then of course, develop your passion for food? So I was working in events in my early twenties and um, I've always been pretty active since my teenage days. Um, and I bumped into an old school friend at the gym and she was telling me about personal training and I, I, and I wanted to, I wanted a career change. And so I thought, well, that's something that I love. And I took a personal training um, certification as my first step and then so happened that same friend was going to open up a personal training gym which if I'm not mistaken was actually one of the first standalone personal training studios 
um, goodness me, can I say 12 years ago, more than 12 years ago, in my early 20s, late 20s. So, and, um, and it was a great opportunity. So I wanted to join her because I could also do some of the community and marketing. So it wasn't just personal training and I could still do some of the other stuff that I love. And um, it didn't take long to realize that with fitness, there's nutrition as well. Because you've all heard the saying, you can't outrun a bad diet. <laughs> so while I was doing that, I started to take a few courses in nutrition. Um, and then after a couple of years, I got pregnant and I wanted to do some stuff on my, by myself. And I, I went solo. And then I got approached by Jezrina and uh, she wanted to create an online portal um, of holistic wellness, but with an Asian focus. Because there's a lot of information out there, but it was more um, catered towards the Western world. And so I found like Asians, Malaysians, when they were going online, they couldn't find things that were relatable to them living in Asia when it comes to ingredients, etc. And uh, so she pulled together a team of women and we created purelyb.com, which is a, which an online website. And while I stayed there for a few years, and it, it was an online business, and I'm more of a, a people person, and I love being there with people. Um, so I took a little bit of a step back, and fire then came in somewhere along the line. <laughs> I actually met you, um, Tracy. I, I, I still remember. It was actually outside Get Active in... Yeah, it was, and I was thinking that's the place that you were personal training, right? Because yeah. my daughter's dance studio was like next door. Yeah, and I yeah. remember meeting you and being a little bit intimidated because I knew who you were, and you know, you and Dave, and predominant in the fitness industry, and um, and I'm very grateful that a few years later our paths really merged together, and I got to work with you at Fire, uh, which was the first boutique fitness gym in Malaysia and an incredible place that to be at and it was awesome um, and then I then I partnered with Alex who was also one of the first creators for um, she started in the healthy food delivery business a good eight nine years ago and uh, it was called lunch to you and I was her customer first and we dabbled in a few projects together um, with her doing food, me doing fitness, and at the end of 2018, we collaborated in a big way, and I and the whole plant-based veganism that was all building momentum here in Malaysia, and, and people wanted to know where could you get this food, and it wasn't very popular at that time. Mm. So I said, look, let's create a, a cleanse, let's fully plant-based, and I really thought it was just going to be a little, it was wasn't going to do well, or we would have a few people who wanted to join in, and and actually now it's 2022 and we're still doing this cleanse and it's every month now that we've got customers coming in so that's really amazing um and yeah so yes i do wear a few hats <laughs> yeah but i absolutely love your your business so um i think probably one of the coolest i became one of the like hardcore customers during the lockdowns that we had. So just for some context for any listeners, um, when we had a lockdown in Malaysia, it was long. <laughs> and we talk about lockdowns, we have police outside on the street and you're literally not really allowed to leave the house unless you're going for emergency services or to the supermarket. So that was a that was a big deal. And it actually went on for a really long time. And um, I just felt like, hey, if I'm 
gonna stay away from the fridge and the snacks and and then stop ordering the bad food because in Malaysia the food is super cheap to order through a company called Grab so you can pretty much order anything you like we're talking like McDonald's and pizza <laughs> and the temptation is too great right so the fact that you made it so easy to order you know plant-based meals and you had these cleansers and I want to dive down and talk about cleansing um, but you just made it so easy and I became like a bit of a hardcore customer because um, it came to the door and there was no thinking about what I'm going to eat and how I'm going to cook and I just didn't have to worry and it, you were literally a lifesaver. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was, we did really well um, during the, the lockdowns, thankfully, because um, it was definitely a struggle for a lot of uh, other eateries that depend on walk-in traffic. So although we had started pre-pandemic in the 2019 and had gained a lot of momentum there, once when we did hit pandemic in 2020, thankfully our numbers for the cleanse especially didn't didn't lower too much, which was awesome. Although, so there was a lot of people like you who are working from home, have your children at home, and then you've got to think about good meals because you want to be energized and nourished, right? And usually if you've got work, kids, the food is something that sort of takes a back end. And like you said, you just end up ordering any takeaway that's available. So I think that whole, because as the plant power cleanse is a seven day cleanse. So you've got a whole week of food just um, yeah, like you said, delivered to you and you don't even have to think about the snacks as well. Yeah. Which can be a downfall for quite a few people. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, just um, sort of moving into the thinking around cleansing. Do you want to give us your view on cleansers? Because I mean, there's, there's two camps, right? There's two thoughts there. Are, and I've learned a little bit more, especially with hormones, <laughs> about the, the idea of cleansing. So there is the, the idea of... Um, giving your liver and kidneys a break, giving your internal organs some rest time. And then there's the other part, sort of from a menopausal hormonal perspective, which says that you should not unnecessarily drop your calorie intake. But I personally found your cleanse quite filling. <laughs> so do you want to give an overview around, like, how do you pull something like that together and meet both minds halfway? Okay, so the cleanse was created not as a calorie deficit. However, because it was free, because it's free from gluten, grains, legumes, processed sugar, um, naturally, it would be a lower calorie count for most people. Um, but then it's really high, it's nutrient dense. So that way you're kind of meeting it. And the other thing is that we're not we're not strict, we're not policing you. So if you needed to add on to the meal, you could. So we give that guideline, especially if we have also men that are doing the, the cleanse. Um, so you could add on avocado, potatoes, if you wanted extra fruit. So it, the cleanse itself, we, we remind people that this is really a good time to listen and understand your body a little bit more. Um, the reason we did plant-based is Number one, there is so much meat out there available. And I feel that we felt that people aren't eating enough vegetables in general. So here's a whole week where you're going to get plant-based meals and you can see how creative they are. Because of that mindset that oh, it's healthy, it's 
plant-based, you're going to give me just salads. Um, but it's far from that, as, as you know. And plus, being in Asia, people here are really spoiled for flavor. So we have converted um, some of our local delights into our plant-based cleanse. So we've got curry laksa, we've got tom yam, we've got nasi lemak, which is like a Malaysian favorite, but fits into what is ideal for the cleanse and free from all the other things that we've, that we've said. And we were quite strong with the word in terms cleanse versus detox. I mean, the body generally detoxes all the time if you've given it the right environment. And one way to give it the right environment is by eating the right amount, the right food, right? Because food is inflammatory if you're eating the wrong ones. And once you're putting your body in a state of inflammation, therefore you're going to reduce the ability for your body to detox. So when you speak about liver and kidney detoxing, um, it's again giving that your body the nourishment and the support it needs for your body to be able to carry out what it naturally does. And so and another key thing is also why we want to eat a little bit less. So often when we overeat, the body is just constantly digesting food and therefore it's unable to concentrate on the other things that it, it needs to do. I'm excited to announce that my Sexy Aging Lifestyle course goes live mid-May. I offer two hours of video content broken into micro lessons to help you understand the menopause transition, the symptoms, what's happening to your body, a special focus on midlife fitness training and nutrition, as well as touching on the effects of stress and the importance of sleep and rest. If this is something that interests you, subscribe on www.sexyaging.com so you don't miss the discounted offer for the first 200 subscribers. When we, when we designed the cleanse, we wanted to give the body the support it needs. So, you know, there's a lot of diets or protocols out there that says it's this is good for detox, this is good for cleansing, but there's a lot of science to that and, and what sort of um, tests are you doing, you know, like the juice cleanses and the you know, liver detox, etc. But the body naturally detoxes, but it's not going to be able to do that if we're not supporting it the right way. And diet is key in that to, to be able to support the body because when we eat the wrong foods, the body can have an inflammatory reaction. And so when the body is inflamed, we're going to put a pause on a lot of the natural systems of the body that needs to happen because now it's dealing with inflammation. So eating a diet that's rich in nutrients, in plants, um, that is low on processed foods, seed oils, etc., you're going to be giving your body a nice environment to be able to naturally detox. Yeah. Okay, so I think I really became addicted to your plant-based diet <laughs> when I noticed that I had a high level of inflammation and I didn't originally link it to perimenopause and I've mentioned this a few times in other podcast episodes but I noticed that certain things was happening to my body my digestive system my joints and my sleep were really off right my sleep was disrupted my joints were sore I wasn't recovering and there were certain foods that I couldn't eat anymore and so I thought, okay, what am I going to do? And I spoke to you and I looked up the science and did a few bit of research and realized that there was a real opportunity to um, embrace the plant-based eating method 
uh, I don't call it a diet either. And I just agree with you. We just don't eat enough plants. We eat way too much meat, massive amount of inflammation in the body by doing that. The process of digesting meat and particularly as we age becomes more challenging and we need to top up with more like, you know, nutrient dense foods, like you said. So I, as soon as I moved across to sort of the more plant-based and I'm pescatarian, so I have a little bit of meat or I have mostly fish, um, the inflammation levels just dropped straight down. And that was, that's like one of the things I can attest to as I've aged, as I'm aging, that it becomes like even more important. Because as soon as I go away from that, everything comes back. You know, the skin issues, the allergies, it's like it comes back like tenfold. So, you know, I can personally attest that after, you know, doing your cleanses, and um, continuing on quite a lot of those eating methods, um, things that have been really, really good. Um, what I miss, I freaking miss that Asian food, man. <laughs> <laughs> I miss your nasi lemak, which is crazy good. Like as soon as you said it, I started salivating. Um, I'm like, yeah, that's another thing I miss about Malaysia <laughs> is that you have created a plant-based nasi lemak and everyone that's in the program, because we go onto these private Facebook pages, talks about that so <laughs> i'm gonna have to try and freeze freeze pack some mushroom rendang for you and get it over to you find someone who's coming over right i know i will i will <laughs> okay so irrespective of whether you're a guy or a girl if you are getting a reduction in estrogen progesterone and testosterone then your body will naturally start to become more inflamed that that's just what happens with aging that's part of the aging process so we can't stop those hormones dropping, but the inflammation that happens in the gut, that does become a challenge. So what can you recommend? And what do you, what do you know about gut inflammation? Because I think this is one of your passions. <laughs> so inflammation is, it's a really complex topic. Because, you know, we talk about inflammation a lot and without going into it too deeply, um, you know, we've got the inflammation that, that we're all very familiar with that happens on the surface if we, have a cut or a bruise or etc and then our body responds to that and it wants to heal but we've got the inflammation that's happening internally which is i wouldn't say it's silent because eventually we're going to have symptoms that there is inflammation in the body now when you talk about specifically gut inflammation actually this can appear in multiple ways so the inflammation could be in your gut it could be anywhere in the body but you know some of the things that you had mentioned, uh, joint pain, um, some sort of skin rash, um, okay, things like stomach discomforts would be a no-brainer that there's something wrong happening inside the gut. Um, sleep, so when your sleep is affected, you have inflammation. Um, what's some of the other ones that you have? Um, water retention. And then you're going to puffy eyes, eye bags. So these are some of more of the not so bad symptoms, but then you're going to start moving into chronic disease. So that when you've got high inflammation, then it moves on to autoimmune disease that can be triggered, etc. So like you said, in perimenopause, menopause, which I'm no expert in, and you have done so much research, when estrogen starts to uh, reduce naturally in the body, inflammation goes up because estrogen is an anti-inflammatory hormone. So we can't do much about that because it's just the body going through its natural process. But what we can do 
is lifestyle changes. So taking notes, notice one thing of what's happening, which you did so clearly. You know, a lot of times people just, they just sweep it under the table. Oh, my, my, my joints hurt and it hurts in the morning. By the afternoon, it's fine. And then, they, and then they, they put it aside. Or sleep being one of the main factors when people start not sleeping well. And that actually drives inflammation up. So you're not, you've got, you're inflamed, you're not sleeping well, and so inflammation is still increasing more and more and more. Um, I mean, the, today's talk, why we're talking about plant-based is it has proven to reduce inflammation in the body. Meat, dairy, um, too much, uh, sugar, too much uh, flour-based foods are highly inflammatory. Do we need to take this out of our diet? We don't unless you're suffering something quite chronic then and you're working with your doctor and they've advised you to, but it's finding what works for you and what doesn't. So I think that's another thing with, with going on a plant-based diet is it's, it's a really solid foundation. Um, and like you, I, I just say diet in that loose term that that's the way we eat every day, but it's not a diet. It, there's nothing restrictive about it. Yeah. Um, and then from there you take out, what doesn't quite work for you. So for example, um, the other thing is we've got food sensitivities. And some people find that they're, like we found on our cleanse, some people can't digest um, raw cauliflower. Mm. They get bloated afterwards. Does that mean that it's bad for you? Not necessarily. Um, but if it keeps on causing you discomfort, then that's a vegetable that you don't eat. That's raw. Um, some people generally do need a bit of meat, whether it's more a mental satisfaction um, or it does. There are some crucial vitamins and minerals that actually do come from meat that some people absorb better than through plants. Iron, for example. Um, and therefore, you, you want to add a little bit of meat into your diet. Do you eat it every day? Certainly, we don't. Um, and, you know, you talk about, you know, people talk about the, the, the caveman diet and all that stuff. And I feel like we are so far from that now. <laughs> our body has definitely evolved. Our gut has completely changed. We are not living in the jungle. So this whole thing of eating meat like our like back in the caveman days, I think we're very far removed from that. Yeah, and I just want to point out that back in the caveman days, they probably like 30 was old. And if they even survived to their age, then they were like really, really lucky. But now we're living at it to an age or and, and beyond where we don't have those issues where we're escaping a, sab a, a saber-toothed tiger, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? So every, everything is different. We've got yeah. different hormones running through our body. And so I think that's what we need to look at. Um, and so you still enjoy your fish and, that, and you found a nice balance with that. So you're getting, um, I myself, um, predominantly plant-based, but I still enjoy chicken, but I, I source really good chicken. Hmm. Um, and, and being married to a Brazilian, um, <laughs> it's hard to stay away from beef, but do we eat far less beef than probably anyone of his, you know, family back home, etc. And it's the same here. Like <laughs> <laughs> I think Maori and Brazilians might be related, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I still enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's fine. I think food is, food is supposed to, to produce happiness. Food yeah. is happiness, right? We, there yeah. is that fuel element to it, but it's also that joy that food needs to give you. And so sometimes when I look at what people are eating, you know, like these meals, they, they plan their meals for four days and it's the same. Like 
carb, a protein, a vegetable for like the next four days in their fridge. And I just think, oh my gosh, does, how does that make you look forward to your next yeah. meal? Are you excited about that? Thursday? Yeah. <laughs> what am I eating today? Um, same as Monday. <laughs> but you know, it's got this many carbs and this much yeah. protein and this much this. And yeah. I yeah, I mean, everyone's a little bit different, but I really feel, again, that's the other thing with the plant plans. People ask, how many calories are there per meal? And we say, we don't know. We're, yeah. we're looking at the nutrient content of it. And are you satisfied and you're happy with the flavor? And you're, when you're eating food that um, is really satisfying, your, your body will, will meet at a point where it has had enough. You won't feel the need to overeat. So that's the other thing with a plant-based diet or when you're having enough nutrients, your cravings begin to subside. Yeah. I think if you're constantly craving, actually inflammation is, a uh, craving is another symptom of inflammation. Um, when you're constantly craving food, your body is telling you that it is missing some key nutrients. So you've got to kind of find out what is it that your body is, is missing. Yeah. So when you talk about a cleanse, I almost thought, think of it like a reset because some of those inflammatory hormones, you've got cortisol, you've got, um, you know, and the imbalance with insulin when you've got high levels of cortisol, you've got adrenaline from, you know, not knowing what's going to happen from one day to the next. You've got liptin, you've got ghrelin. So you've got all those kind of hormones that kind of mess with your digestive system and don't let you naturally get back on track like how we're supposed to eat and that satiety from healthy foods and nutrient-dense foods like we don't know that feeling enough and that's what I really loved about you know what you offered the seven-day program because um, and, and I'm not like advertising here I'm just <laughs> like I'm actually talking about it because it's a, I, I actually really value um, what it did for me. It set me on the path towards decreasing inflammation in my body. And that was obviously now when I look back, a sign of um, losing estrogen. Um, so being able to kind of know that by eating healthily, it actually helped a lot, a lot of the symptoms. And of course, you know, knowing from the science that there's a lot more things that I can do now as well. And some of it's pharmaceutical. So it's a balance of that natural versus, you know, the science and the medicine, put it together, boom. <laughs> Sexy yeah, it's great that you mentioned that the medicine, the medicinal side or the, the, the conventional medicinal side of things, because as much as I'm a believer of going as natural and holistic as we can, there will be instances where we do need a little bit of help from the medical world. Yeah, and I think it's understanding when you need that and working with someone who doesn't just pump you with pills and that you as a person doesn't think that that's going to be a miracle pill and cure everything. So I love it when people tell me that they've, they've met a doctor that combines the two. You're going to have to change your lifestyle if you want to see improvements in your health, but you also need a little bit of help at the moment. Um, with this medication, but understand that you're not going to be on this forever. And I think that is what's really key. Yeah, um, yeah we agree. Yeah. And, I can and say right now that I'm not going to be on HRT forever. <laughs> Just it's feeling really good. And that, you know, there's still too much science to be done that confirms whether we can continue on it. But um, yeah, the, we agree on the same thing. The foundations is the healthy lifestyle, right? Yes, and that's obviously what we connected over. 
Yeah, and um, I mean, you know, apart from the, the eating well, um, as I mentioned earlier, is sleeping well, um, exercise. I think you have really learned a lot about changing your exercise routine um, that suits what you're going through at that time. So I think sometimes during menopause, one of the things that can happen to some women, um, mistake me if I'm, if I'm wrong, is, um, is weight gain. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, and yeah. then and they panic. So what do they do? They reduce their calories. And increase their workouts. And increase their workouts. And that's like, boom, that's a bad combination. Yeah. And the weight's probably going to come on more. The hormones are going to go all over the place, the sleep, and so and more inflammation in the body. So it is really understanding what's, where you're at at your, at your point of time um, and then adapting and changing up and, and exercise being one of the key ones, right? Because too vigorous at a certain point is going to yield negative uh, results rather. And like you, for yourself, if I'm not mistaken, you've now taken on more strength training than you used to. Yeah. But it's not crazy strength training workouts but it's to keep your body strong and that, and now you've also reduced on the HIIT workouts a little bit more. Quite a lot. Actually, I don't do them. I, don't, I might do one a week. Okay, yeah. And, and mostly strength training. And then I have a couple of cardio workouts. Obviously, I still teach spinning, but it's not high intensity training. Like I'm checking my heart rate and, and you know, sometimes it's a balance, not just for the physical activity aspect. It's the community it's yes. the joy, it's the musicality, you know, that amount about me. And I think those things do elevate your mood. And so when you can balance that out and not go crazy with it, like 16 classes a week or something. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. one time. Like, yes, yeah, that's actually a great thing. I mean, again, what is it that that workout gives you? If it's boosting up your serotonin and your mood, then it's doing you good, isn't it? And I think yeah. it's whatever we do in life, it's finding the joy in it. And I could say finding an ex exercise that doesn't kill you results in joy. Find eating good food that elevates your mood, optimizes your health is going to result in joy. Yeah. Sleeping better will result in joy. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it, it's because we live highly stressful lives. Unfortunately, we can never take stress away from our life. Um, but it's how do we manage it? Because again, stress equals inflammation. <laughs> this I is know, what I, mean. I know it all comes back to that. And that's why we're <laughs> having this discussion today because that is the thing. It's like, you know, estrogen dropping causes inflammation and then you get all these crazy symptoms and, and food can help. Like food is yeah. medicine too. Hey, um, yeah. I think one of the really concerning things that people have, and I know that I, I think about my audience and they're listening to this and they're going, oh yeah, that's all very well. And then I've got to chop all these vegetables and cook all these meals and look for these plant-based um, recipes. And like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. Can you give us some fast hacks to just improving the way we eat on a daily basis? Like what's some really simple things that we can do to incorporate more plants into our daily lives? Okay. So rather than th thinking of chicken is gonna be the main, the star of the dish tonight, why don't you think of cauliflower as the main dish tonight, the, the star of the dish? So I think we've been, we've been brought up to always think, oh, what's for dinner tonight, mom? Oh, we're having roast chicken. What about roast cauliflower? Yeah. And then we'll add on the, whatever goes on to the side. Um, stir fries. 
are so easy and you can get so creative with them. And just by adding in simple things to, to bring out the flavors, uh, grated ginger, you know, loaded with garlic, um, putting in capsicum inside there, and just different veg will give you a different flavor. I, I just really think stir fry is, if you really, it is, even myself, I'm really lucky to do the business that I do and have the kitchen that we do and have access to that food. Um, but prior to that, it, it was stir fries and so it stews. If you've got the weekend, mm. cook up a vegetable stew that could that can be frozen and then you know you can portion it up and stuff. Um, bolognese, it doesn't have to be meat, it can be a vegan bolognese made with mushrooms, celery, calories, and that's really easy and you bulk. So basically what I'm trying to say is cook in bulk. Yeah. And it can be frozen. And frozen, yeah. And just yeah. Think, think vegetables first and meat second, right? Or yes. first. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, cut out processed food. Yeah. You know, think about how much processed food are you buying when you go to the supermarket. Just have a look into your trolley and see how many things are coming in uh, a can or a packet, for example. You know, I don't know if you've... The, the healthiest part is the periphery of the, the supermarket. Now, in New Zealand, you're spoiled with beautiful markets i'm sure right yeah. so yeah your, your cart should be full of fruit and vegetables um so fresh goods is what you want and reducing the processed food and um i don't know if i'm going off tangent here but you know practice mindful eating be really yeah present. i was wondering if you were going to speak about that because you were the first yeah. <laughs> person that i'd ever heard say it and when i had a think about what you said, I realized that there was power to it. So do you want to just expand on that? Yeah. So again, the lifestyle that we're living, it's, it's very fast paced. And when it comes to meal times, we're either sitting at our desk, eating on the side, um, or we're eating with friends and we're busy chatting. And so we don't take much time or we're sitting in front of the TV and eating a lot of families or children with their iPads in front of them and, and eating. And we've really got to take away those distractions and, and just sit with our meal for a little bit. Also, I know you can't do that when you're with friends and everyone's gonna sit there in silence for the next 20 <laughs> minutes and not say anything. But actually it's just taking a moment to have a look what's on your plate and just take it in. And maybe even just talk about it with your friends and then enjoy the flavors. So you're, and, and once you can, that's being mindful, it's being present at that moment, you know, and not just shoving food in your mouth and just getting on with, with things. And there is so much truth in taking 20 minutes to finish a meal because of the digestive, the message from your tummy to your brain. And that's often why uh, people are hungry or they go straight for a dessert because they'll eat their meal within seven to 10 minutes and then they'll order the dessert because their body hasn't registered that it's eaten. And then later, 25 minutes later, they're like, oh my God, I ate too much. Yeah. So just giving your body time to digest and to process what you've just done. Yeah, and, and giving thanks to your meal, you know, just yeah. thanking, taking a minute. Yeah. And of course we can't do this 100% of the time, but even if you did it half the amount of times, I think it's a good practice to do. Yeah, when we spoke um, about it, it actually did change how I see food. So when I'm eating my meal, especially if it's a really healthy meal, I visualize the, the 
amazing nutrients seeping into the cells of my body and decreasing the inflammation and energizing the cells. Like I visualize it, like, especially if it's green stuff, I'm just like, this is so good. And I can see, you know, cause if you're like a science geek, like we are, you can see the cell and you can see the mitochondria and you just see it going, woo, woo, this is awesome. <laughs> That's incredible. I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember this story. But you're right. We have to see. It's the same with like with exercise, right? And and when you're working a certain like for example, if you're doing a bicep curl, you don't just lift the weight up and down. You visualize what that lifting of that weight is doing for your bicep, and it just intensifies your your workout, right? When you hone into that muscle. So like eating, eating, we're working our whole body. So if you can visualize food going in and and swimming through your body and doing everything that it needs to do, you're going to get the incredible benefits from it. I mean, yeah. as long as you're not thinking of, well, no, actually, if you're thinking of gooey cheese running down your digestive tract, it's also, that one might give, make you very happy. <laughs> I think it kind of makes you go, oh, no, that might not be a good thing. <laughs> or or but, not too much. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Love the taste. Don't like the sensation. Right. Yeah, I'll have yeah. a couple of bites. Um, that's made me happy. And then now I'm done with that. Hey, Marissa, I'm so excited that this was the very first conversation that I've had on Sexy Aging around nutrition and around food and around inflammation. And so I'm so grateful that you came on today. And um, I will see you soon. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to be a part of your podcast um, and incredible talent that's been on your podcast so I'm really honored thank you so much Tracy I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed talking with my guest I'm so grateful to learn that so many people are sharing the podcast with their families and friends if you are a new listener then I encourage you to subscribe so you don't miss an episode I'd also love to know how you feel about the content, so take a quick minute to review and send your feedback. If you're a Spotify listener, there is also a poll and a question at the end of every episode, and I'd love to gain your insights there. Till next time, keep it sexy.